0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, I want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Off the Books podcast. I've kept it off the books this week, and I believe my co-host has as well, but once again, I am your Heavenly Father, Brandon Humerick, here with my (laughs) lovely co-host, Ms. Taylor Kaufman.
1: Hello, hello. I am not Heavenly or the Father. But, but I am Daddy.
0: You're not my dad. <laughs> not
1: my daddy. <laughs> daddy? Boy, have you lost your
0: mind? <laughs> Cause I'll help you find it.
1: <laughs> have you seen that line? It's like Daddy? Do I look like you
0: <laughs> No, I like the I like the one better where it's like daddy? And it's like the dude's like in the Darth Vader mask. he's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh I like it. Well, Taylor, what book are we discussing this week?
1: I'm very excited. It is long overdue. Mm-hmm. We are discussing the second book in the From Blood and Ash series, A Kingdom of Flesh and Fire by Jennifer L. Armantrout.
0: Hmm. Arm and a trout. That's, Arm and a trout. That's awesome. She's that's awesome. great. Yeah. This one um, this one was a little tough for me. Mm. It was a little, a little long to get into. It was, it was like our to for you. Yeah, yeah, I would say. But, that did not take away from its excellence. So, a betrayal. Everything Poppy has ever believed in is a lie. The, <laughs> Including the man she was falling in love with. Thrust among those who see her as a symbol of a monstrous kingdom, she barely knows who she is without the veil of the maiden. But what she does know is that nothing is as dangerous to her as him the dark one the prince of atlantia he wants her to fight with him oh no he wants her to fight him (laughs) (laughs) just
1: a small little uh misstep there
0: (laughs) i blame it on my dyslexia yeah and that's one order she's more than happy to obey she she may have taken her he may have taken her but he will never have her
1: it's a great way to start this episode dude <laughs> one small step for man one giant leap for mankind
0: put it on the board <laughs> we haven't brought the board up in a couple episodes no That'd... we
1: haven't we've been pretty good i know that I that, like that
0: board is getting kind of full
1: it is we need to like at one point just wipe the slate and just re- refill it
0: oh no once the video episodes get up the board is real <laughs> And Board it will it will be displayed. I will add things to it as we go. <laughs> Chalk. <laughs> I'm thinking more of like an expo marker.
2: Um, that that would work.
0: <laughs> Where the fuck do you even get a chalkboard anymore? A staples. A school?
1: A school. Staples.
0: Can we steal a chalkboard from a school? Can we? Oh my god. Oh, let's do it. It's going to be the heist of the year.
1: Heist of the century. <laughs>
0: They'd probably pay us to take it from them, honestly. Probably, we've been waiting to get rid of
1: this for 20 years. We can't get rid of it. Nobody wants chalkboards anymore. Good, sir. I'm here, and I'm ready to take your chalk from you.
0: We need a board. <laughs> you need a board.
1: What kind? Chalk. Thank God.
0: <laughs> you guys can clap the erasers and everything. We would have to get an intern for that. <laughs> we would. Yeah. Deanna. <laughs> no, she's too nice to clap erasers. She is. Danielle. Ooh.
1: <laughs> now that's the one.
0: That is the perfect job for her. <laughs> she will get mad at me for saying that. Yeah. But it's okay. It's we'll, fine. won't be the first time.
1: All right. Well, let's go ahead and dive into this. Let's dive in. So.
0: Right into the deep end.
1: Where we, just as a refresher for those who did not... Uh, listen to this, or listen to the first one of this series now.
0: Yeah, if you need a recap from this, I think this was, the first book was our third episode.
1: It was. So if you've read, or if you already had listened to it when it first came out, I'll give you a quick re, little refresh of the very last part that happens before we dive into this.
0: Previously on Off the Books Podcast. Previously
1: <laughs> on Off the Books from Blood and Ash. So... We're, we leave Pompey and Cass, which was known as Hawk uh, in the very first book. D.H. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we leave both of them uh, where he takes, uh, kidnaps her from when they were supposed to take her to the kingdom. Back to the castle. He kidnaps her on their way there and says, look, you're coming home with me. You're going to be leveraged for me to get my brother back. And by the way, I'm Prince Castile Dinner. De- so we kind of leave them where he says we're kind of go back and get married because now he realizes that she's part Atlantean. So because yeah. he fed on her blood.
0: Yeah, Jennifer kind of drops the fucking bombshell there at the end.
1: Yeah. So we find out she's part Atlantean. He's full-eyed Atlant- Atlantean, and now they're going home uh, to Atlantean soil to get married. Yes. So now it's not a game to him of getting his brother back. He wants his brother back, but he doesn't want to use her
0: to get his brother back. So. Yeah, he can't fuck his brother.
1: <laughs> no, he cannot.
0: But I he mean, can fuck he could, her.
1: He, I mean, he could fuck his brother and just be like super weird and uncalled for, and I would stop reading at that point. Yeah makes oh, some weird lose, looking he, kids too oh, she would lose my vote <laughs> right there but anyways picking up in a kingdom of from blood or kingdom of flesh and fire fire I'm sorry my god put it on the board flyer flyer um, so they start out at dinner and uh, Cass announces to the room that he intends to marry Poppy mm-hmm. and she makes a huge scene she will never marry him. And a few of his guys uh, already argue that she's never going to be the queen and they will never look at her as the queen um, and that they want her dead, basically. So...
0: This this is after these dudes had just walked through a room full of their other friends who that are dead.
1: Who tried to kill her in the first book. Right. And Cass said, well, let me show you what happens when you lay a finger on Poppy. So his um Cass is one of his right hand mans because his real right hand man is um sure. kieran yeah but his other uh closer people uh elijah indicates uh to to Cass that if he does choose poppy then they all choose poppy and anybody who uh doesn't choose her will, will die and So Landel, who was the one that really spoke out for everybody who didn't want to speak out to uh, to Cass, uh, criticizes Cass in his change of plans of not trying to get his brother back and not trying to use Poppy on that, and then starts um, insulting Poppy's scars in front of her. And it causes her to kind of like go into herself, because then she realizes, I'm not wearing my veil anymore. I'm not covered like I used to be. It's out there for everybody to see. And I look atrocious. That's how she thinks of her scars. Yeah. So Landel pulls out a dagger. D- dagger. Dagger.
0: I shouldn't have even brought the board up because we were just tacking. <laughs> we we're just <laughs> fucking putting tally marks on it today.
1: I'm just gonna say I'm. I am tired today. So that's. I'm gonna just leave it at that.
0: My hand's gonna hurt if we're getting done with all this writing.
1: I know. So Landel pulls out a dagger and instantly his heart is ripped out by Cass. So Poppy gets up, returns to her room. Um but Alistair and Emil walk in. Um and he reminds Poppy of Vic- Victor. Um but she says she doesn't. By the way,
0: want... by the way his voice sounds. Yeah, by yeah. his
1: yeah, by his voice. Um but she he this is the part where he asks um like is it truly real that he she wants to marry Cass? I'm pretty sure.
0: Well, no he he tells he tells Poppy when when Alistair walks in, he's just like before he even walks in, like they can sense that he's coming and they're like do not try to he's like do not try to fight me. Like if yeah. at, at, if there's any time for you to not try and fight me, it's, this it's right now. Yeah. And then he sends her off without them even being able to talk.
1: Yeah, so he Alistair starts uh questioning Poppy's true uh, feelings for Cass uh, based on what he's already heard about their relationship and she doesn't say anything in front of him um, because she she was warned not to fight Cass mm-hmm. or, or fight anybody in that regard. Um, so Kieran takes Poppy back to the room um, and he tells her, which I found this part very interesting before I read the other following books because um, at what? this point now I've already read all the books i would
0: hope that you read this one prior to the books three and four. Oh yeah of course because that's normally how they're supposed to go
1: yeah but when i when i first read this this is that's why i meant it but he kieran tells poppy that she smells like death mm-hmm. and she's like thanks dude really makes me confidence boost right there that i smell like death and he's like no 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 like you you smell like Awful, like like death. Like you smell good in one regard, but you truly have like a sense of death hanging around you. Mm-hmm. She's like, okay, great. <laughs>
2: it's
0: just my natural musk.
1: Yeah, exactly. So she is in uh, her room. Kieran leaves her alone, and she begins to panic. Uh, she she does go into these things where throughout. The, I think this whole book book where. She begins to panic and goes on these huge, like, inner monologues Mm -hmm. where she's just questioning everything.
0: And that's one of the reasons why the beginning of this book was so slow. Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, girl, you're acting like you're fucking 12. Yeah. You just kind of want to shake her a little bit and just be like, yo, just fucking be true to yourself. Yeah. Don't fucking question everything, goddammit.
1: Yeah, but I think that's like one of the cool things about this book is like, if you've read. At least to the second
0: book. It, it and... helps with the character growth.
1: Yeah. But if you've read from the second book and on, it becomes an inner joke, to, uh, <clears throat> inner circle joke to everybody who is a fan and who has read it of, like, we get it. You have questions, you know, because Karen always makes fun of her for having all these questions. Um, <clears throat> so she begins to panic in this room uses a knife to pick the lock and runs away uh, out of the room and out of the the safe house, basically, that she was at. Yeah. So she decides that she will turn herself into, to, into the Ascended um, with hopes that maybe they would lead her to her brother Ian because mm-hmm. she hasn't seen him since he ascended. So she was like, you know, I don't ever want to ascend. I've never wanted to ascend, but... If that's what it takes for me to be with my family and brother again, I'll do it. So, Cass and Kieran were already on her tail, like, very quickly. Um, And so they catch up to her, and Cass sends Kieran back to the castle, but makes Poppy a deal that if she can beat him in a fight, that she can leave. Mm -hmm. And so she's able to draw first blood from... Cass, but then Craven come and ambush them in the in the forest. Mm-hmm. So they defeat all the cra- Craven. Poppy and Cass return back to the castle. Um, and during this, she actually gets she was like wearing a cloak, and she gets all the like Craven blood all over her. And he, both of them, smelt it because they Craven smell awful. They smell like death, rotting corpses.
0: But when they said these these cravens specifically looked like they had been craven for so long mm-hmm. because they like they had no hair they like you could see their ribs and shit like that like they were just really decayed
1: yeah so they her cloak got all disgusting <clears throat> all bloody um bits of their flesh
2: mm-hmm.
1: so she was like gagging so she like took it off and, and was like that was my favorite cloak you know like what am i gonna do without it i'm freezing in here whatever So they get back to the castle, and Cass and Kieran go back into the woods to burn the bodies of the Craven that they um, that they fought. While she bathes, and is okay. Let me stop. I'm trying to think. So she's bathing in a bath that Kieran drew up for her, Mm -hmm. which I thought was cute. Um, because he was already anticipating their return. Right. Um, and then when Cass returns, Cass and Poppy discuss the plans for the marriage and she obviously is still against it. I think she fights with this, um, for most of the book and I'm blanking on when things actually change, but she was, she's always fighting him. I think even after in the third and fourth book, she still fights him on almost every little thing. Because she just wants to understand why he's choosing that way and his decisions she just wants to understand really out of anything right so cass uh proposes that <coughs> Cass proposes that poppy will marry him so that he can negotiate with the blood crown preventing a war uh and then poppy can choose to divorce him afterwards and she agrees that he if he will help her Find her brother, then she will marry him and get her, his brother back. <laughs> so they're both doing this thing uh, in the beginning to both get their own brothers back, which I thought was kind of the start of everything. Like I already saw the forecoming. Like oh my god, g- something's going to bring them together, and it won't be about their brothers anymore. But we still have yet to see that, so I'm excited. So Poppy wakes up. Uh, I think it was like the next chapter after this, she wakes up screaming from a nightmare about her parents that were slaughtered. And this happens throughout the whole second book. Um, She keeps getting more and more information. So like she'll see more in each nightmare or some of the details might be a little bit different uh, Mm -hmm. each time, but it always ends the same way where uh, the one male is coming up to her in a black cloak. She can't see his face. And he's saying this little nursery rhyme about what a pretty poppy flower, pick it and watch it bleed. Mm -hmm. So she wakes up and Cass is holding her and he's like stroking her hair. He's trying to calm her down. And she's telling him how embarrassed she feels about this. Cause she's like, uh, she was, when she thought he was still Hawk in the first book She didn't want him to be hit her guard because she was like, he's very attractive. And I don't want him to witness these awful nightmares that I get. Right. So even though he was already aware she gets them, he didn't know to the extent. So she's telling him how embarrassed she is. And he ends up telling her about his nightmares to make her feel feel better because he was taken by the the blood crown kingdom uh her kingdom and
0: he was taken by the royalty of soulless by the ascended by the the crown by queen iliana who they call the blood crown
1: exactly yeah so that he was taken by them and put in a cage to basically feed the ascended and it, it makes you go crazy so he was like almost crazy for years and it was his brother that saved him and basically took his place within the kingdom, and that's why he wants him back.
0: His brother and best friend that saved him.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. So he talks about seeing the Craven for the first time because they, the ones that would feed from him and turn Craven, would or not feed from him, but the ones that would ascend uh, and would bitten by the ascended the ones that turned craven from that would be thrown into the cage with him
2: mm-hmm.
1: so <clears throat> excuse me
0: we're both getting over sickness
1: i know it's disgusting so he talks about having to fight them off in his cell when he's like the weakest he's ever been so she ta- he talks about the nightmares they exchanged their you know differences their similarities how they both have trauma and just both recounting that they both have trauma and heart Mm horrors against them so and this is the moment he also says he'll still wake up sometimes and still think he's in that cage so he's like telling her that it's okay it's not just you but when you did wake up you were reciting this really disturbing nursery rhyme about a poppy flower he goes I vaguely remember hearing about this nursery rhyme do you know where it came from and she's like no I just it's just always in my nightmare they let it go she goes back to sleep and the next morning Delano is guarding the chamber her bedroom chamber and Cass has been already gone from at this point he left after she already went back to sleep and he comes barging into the room because he thinks he hears Poppy yelling, but she tells him she was never yelling.
0: She was internally. like, maybe maybe I was internally, but like not out loud.
1: Yeah, she was like, I was never yelling out loud. <clears throat> she was like, I'm I'm t- I hate being in here. I hate being stuck. She's like, but I was not screaming out loud. Right. So he he plays it off and says like, oh, it must have been just the wind, and. He leaves. So... Cass comes and announces their engagement... And asks asks to speak to Bobby alone. But Alistair confesses that he does not believe... That this sudden change of heart... Was between... Uh, her and Cass... And throws... Uh, or in just like... He kind of throws in Cass's face... That he knows that he will do anything... To get his brother Malik back. And so they they go away and by they i mean alistair and poppy and this is that first chance where they get to talk alone Mm -hmm. so he says look i know you're lying you don't want to be with Cass, but here's an escape if you tell me the truth i will get you out of here i will get you to a safe place Cass will never find you again it will all be okay you just have to tell me that you don't you're not in this right. for, for the true cause.
0: Because he, she had f- heard from Kieran, I believe, that Alistair, who is, who is also a wolfen, mm-hmm. um and in, who is essentially like the main advisor to the king and queen of Ad- uh, Ad- Atlantia. Yeah. So to Cass's parents, mm-hmm. um, that he would help find Atlanteans within Solas still. Yeah and relocate them Mm -hmm. so he has a way of moving people from place to place without them getting caught exactly and all i'm gonna say is in every book that i've ever read or tv show or movie or shit like that never trust someone named alistair because they always have ulterior motives or they are always a bad guy
1: yeah basically
0: and that's exactly when when this dude was talking to her, I'm like, he is being way too fucking friendly right now. Like, for
1: someone who has is trying to have the best interest in the kingdom, and for his quote unquote nephew Cass, like mm-hmm. they, he always says, it's he's like a, a nephew to him. For someone who is super smart and intelligent, he's very fishy. It, it, just the way he did all this he he would not have been that nice yeah and even if she did so she denies it you know she says no i'm i'm fine i love him um we we have a connection stuff like that but i feel like if she would have said yes get me out of here th- that would have been like the end of the book i feel like she would have been dead like yeah. he would have killed her probably so,
0: or I, he would have just delivered her right back into the hands of the Ascended.
1: Probably. So. Mm, I don't
0: think he would have done that. Honestly, I, I think he would have just marked her.
1: He could have dropped I her think, into a
0: ditch somewhere. Mm-hmm.
1: Just something. I mean, I, I never, I never trusted this guy. Um, in the beginning, I, I, still don't. But whatever. Um, but Alistair mentions to her that Cass was pre. Previously engaged to uh, Alistair's daughter, uh, Shea. Shea. Shea.
2: Sorry,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I want to say Shea all the time. Uh, but he tells uh, Poppy to not mention it to Cass, and and basically to let Cass bring it up on his own terms.
0: Because he says that Cass won't talk about it, but he, he's like he needs to talk about her mm-hmm. with someone and like basically discuss it as like some thera- thera- therapeutically.
1: Yeah, because, and, and she even asks, he was like, all I'm going to say is that she's not in this world anymore, but that's all I'm going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you how she passed. That's for Cass to tell you. Right. Um, and what he thinks of her and what he, uh, what they shared, It's uh, you know, between them and between you, if he chooses to share. it, Right. So. So then Poppy goes to this old um, Atlantean uh, census, well, she finds, sorry, she finds an Atlantean census in the library, and Cass points to an empath warrior line and tells Poppy that he believes that she was descended from that line, um, but it was thought to have died out a a pretty long time ago, Um, and so... And the cool thing is, like the um, the empath warrior line. A lot of them, they were like the coolest warriors in the in this whole history.
0: They said that because they said that there was a bunch of lines of these centurion bloodlines, mm-hmm. is what they called them.
1: Yeah, and
0: and those were like the like the warrior bloodlines. Yeah, like they didn't have any discerning physical traits like. How the elementals have the golden or, or like Gold bronze, eyes, and yeah. bronze and bronze and like brown and golden eyes or things like that. But they, like one of them was basically like frontline warriors, and these empaths were able to control the emotions of the opposing army and could turn an entire army on itself before they even fought a battle.
1: Yeah, and a lot of people a lot of Atlanteans uh, are terrified of these kinds of of Atlanteans because of their power and that they're so easily, easily like they're very deadly. Mm -hmm. So they can easily kill you uh, just by touch. And she has that, that's healing touch. So they automatically think that she must be from that line Mm -hmm. some way, somehow, and was like, is one of the last. Mm -hmm. Um, And when Kieran is uh, overlooking her shoulder and and trying to show her the different lineages and lines and all that, uh, he brushes against her arm and receives a shock. And he kind of backs away. He doesn't really mention it a lot. Um, But I'm pretty sure, I forget if Cass was in that part of the scene.
0: He hadn't come in yet. Yeah,
1: he didn't come in yet. So I thought that was interesting because they don't really talk about it when Cass comes in.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They don't talk about it at all about the shock because they, they play it off as like kind of like what we think is just static, um, right, between people. But uh, I thought it was weird because this was the second instance that something happened between her and another Atlantean, specifically a Woven. Mm-hmm. So.
0: What was the first?
1: Her screaming.
0: Oh, that's right. That's right.
1: Mm-hmm. And then now um, with the shock.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, and this is closing in on her supposed supposed ascended date.
0: Yeah, when she would have
1: Exactly. Ascended. So I thought that had something, t- I thought that would, like when I first read this, I was like, oh, that might have something to do with it because it, it is closing in on that time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But Alistair, Emil, and the rest of Alistair's people decide to leave early a day. Um, I think it was like a day early.
0: They wanted to make sure that the, the roads were clear because mm-hmm. a, a massive snowstorm had come through.
1: Yeah. So they wanted to make sure it was safe for travel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so while they were gone, Lord Cheney, which is with the Ascended and the Royal Guards and Knights and all that, they appear at New Haven. At this castle, mm-hmm. demanding for the return of Poppy the maiden right, and he pulls out mrs. Tullis, who in the first book, they were making big scenes they didn't want their kid to be um, taken to the castle to be a gift to go- to the gods and all this stuff they were they were like always trouble starters, I want to say, yeah, but um. At the end of the first book, it was uh, Mr. Tullis that actually uh, tried to kill Poppy and was killed by Cass. Right. So she gets pulled out of the carriage and announces um, that she, that somebody, or Mrs. I'm losing my train of thought. Lord Chaney announces that Mrs. Toulis told him specifically that Poppy was at New Haven. So don't even bother lying to me or telling me she's not here because I right. know she is. So Elijah denies that there was a maiden ever in New Haven. And Lord Chaney executes Miss Toulis right there in front of everybody. So you go,
0: she's lying and then just snaps her neck.
1: Because mm-hmm. that's what normal people do.
0: Well, the yes, Ascended are kind of psychos.
1: Yeah, they are. So, Poppy tries to escape at <clears> this <throat> point, kind of by herself, because she just saw the execution of Miss so, uh and, and Cass comes out of the woods, where he was watching the events unfold with Poppy. Because um, she was trying to escape, and he catches her, takes her, and pulls her down while all this is happening. And so they're just watching it from afar. And so then at that point, he decides that he would, needs to do something before his men are slaughtered. or But he doesn't even think they're going to be slaughtered, but he's like, people are going to die. There's humans here. They wanted to come with us to get a new start, a fresh start, and be safe.
0: We'd already seen one royal knight pull his sword and stab an, um, a elderly man in the chest mm-hmm. and that dude literally spits in his face and goes fuck you as he dies like mm-hmm. in the most badass fucking way possible. Oh yeah. And Cass is like That's it. That that one. I will kill that one slowly.
1: Mhm. So he comes out and declares himself as the dark one. Fucking love that. I love that he is called the dark one. I I kill. I love it. But a fight breaks out about this. Um he, he doesn't want innocents to die, obviously. And he, he definitely knows that his Atlanteans can kill anybody and he, they're good. But he still is kind of like that father figure to everyone. He's like, I, I have to act like the king. I'm the only person of royalty here. I have to step up. Mm-hmm. So Poppy notices uh, that this one royal knight dr- drags a young boy to the stables. So she follows him. And they discuss a little bit, uh, kind of back and forth, because she's like, just let the kid go, you know? Uh,
0: the first dude, she kills. Yeah. She stabs him in the eye with her, with her dagger, and the kid's like, oh, shit, can you teach me how to do that? <laughs> and then she's like, okay, run off and hide. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the kid gets fucking captured. Yes. Again.
1: By Lord Cheney yeah. that time. So, she prepares to fight... A different royal knight. And that's when Lord Cheney comes up with the boy. And he tells her that if she surrenders, then he'll let the boy go. And she agrees. She's like, fine, take me. I'm worthless anyways, whatever. So she pretends to be relieved that the Ascended have found her. And um, gets knocked out from behind. That... I didn't think that would work anyways. I thought that part, I was like, well, why would you pretend? Like, I think it was a good try to pretend like, oh, my saviors, you're here.
0: Well, she tries to lay it on a little bit more thickly yeah. or thicker in the uh, the next scene when she wakes up in the carriage with him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, look, I already see the, the, the puncture marks on your neck. Yeah. I can already tell that, that he is like... You weren't surprised at all when you saw half the Royal Guards and myself turn into what we are. Mm-hmm. So obviously someone's been telling you shit. Exactly. So like you you can go ahead and, and cut the fucking shit.
1: Yeah, you can drop your act.
0: Because that's when he's like, I don't know how the Tiermans were able to be around you mm-hmm. so much without like tasting th- you. without tasting you. Yeah and Which that's when he so when he attacks her.
1: Yeah, so he attacks her is drinking her blood and she starts stabbing him wherever she can. Uh, she
0: stabs him a lot. Yeah. With a steak knife.
1: Yeah. Because her her <laughs>
0: she, she had she dropped, dropped her dagger. dagger.
2: Mhm.
1: And I love this whole part cuz I can just see it, I can visualize it happening, but um, Cass rips open the carriage door, removes Lord Chaney and he uh while he killed lord cheney poppy is continuously stabbing the air and just trying to get away uh until she realizes that it was cast with her in the carriage mm-hmm. and that she's basically safe so she allows herself to black out basically and wakes up to find that cast gave her blood again to heal heal her minor bruises and I think it was at that point Kieran was getting annoyed with Cass cuz he's like you've been giving her a shit ton of your blood and you're, you're not feeding. Yeah, you're not you're just weakening yourself. And he was like it was this time was just minor cuts and bruises. She can heal. Do you see how many fucking scars she has? Like she's good. She can heal perfectly. Mm-hmm. And he's like yeah, but like that's my girl, you know? <laughs> like I don't
0: want her to be uncomfortable when we leave here.
1: Exactly. Yeah, he he'd, Oh, I love him. Anyways, so Poppy immediately goes to try to help the wounded,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and she gets a mix of reactions. A lot of people allow her to help them, uh, while f- few, t- t- maybe one
0: one dude was like, "No, don't like, don't, don't, don't touch me, him. don't touch me. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, my lord, but just like, I don't, please don't let her touch me." Yeah. And then the older woman was like, there's no n- need to bother h- trying to help my daughter because she's too far gone.
1: Yeah, she's she's done. So while she's doing all this and Poppy's going around to, to help the wounded as well and comfort them basically and saying that she's not this evil thing. She's here to help you. Um, Alistair is watching on the sidelines and mentions that to her that people are scared because empath warriors were known as the soul eaters Mm -hmm. and they could suck out the emotion of people and turn those emotions back onto the other people, killing them. Right. So she understands where people's fear is coming from,
2: Mm -hmm. but
1: she's like, I'm only healing them. I'm not taking their emotions. I'm not, she can do that. She can not take emotions, but she can change your, She's it's like, I can't pain.
0: do all of that.
1: Yeah, she's like, all I can do is take your pain right. and heal you. That's it. So, on the way to uh, the dungeon...
0: Because these... Ca- Cass tells her, he's like, I've got something for you.
1: Yeah, he, there was a little,
0: got a little you treat. A, got you a little present, darling. I yeah. was, I was out last night, and you know what? I thought about you, so I just picked a little something up.
1: Yeah, so... I was thinking of (laughs) actualizing. So so on their way to the dungeon, he pulls Poppy into a little pantry, and
0: she goes, "It smelled like herbs and dirt." Yeah,
1: (laughs) who who says herbs and dirt? Like,
0: well, you gotta you gotta think in in New Haven. This is a kind of dilapidated, smaller settlement. Yeah, like a pantry, especially in this time frame Mm -hmm. would basically be a dirt floored room
1: with herbs yeah not (laughs) the
0: type of pantry that we really think about nowadays
1: yeah so at this point this is when he thanks poppy for helping him and his people during this hard time and he asks uh poppy if he can kiss her and this was a cute little moment. I loved this. I thought this was adorable. So Poppy and him kiss. and But before that, he asks if they could pretend to just be Hawk and Poppy. And so she goes, sure, like let's pretend. Pretend all you want. And he stops the kiss before it could escalate too far. Uh, but that kind of disappointed her just for the fact that she – she was with him at when he was Hawk. They had shared many kisses and they shared a night together. And for her, this was she wasn't trying to forget that he was Cass, but he she was she's trying to understand that this is who Hawk truly is. This is who he's not lying anymore about who he is and what what he is but it disappoints her that they can't have more of a moment that he's stopping it that he's pulling away from her. So they end up going back down to the dungeon and this gives her the the moment I love where she gets to kill Lord Chaney for her for herself. And yeah. I think I m- m- misspoke earlier. I think I did say he killed him. Yeah, but no, I think he, that's he... what she th- thought in the book
2: so that's yes. why i wanted to
0: say that but they're like he's not as talkative now as he was earlier and karen's like yeah he was pissing me off so i ripped his tongue out yeah <laughs> just like all nonchalantly mm-hmm. oh that's yeah why i love karen like, oh yeah i uh yeah i just took that little took
2: that thing right, right out. out
1: threw it to the side got one <laughs> so uh so kaz at this point speaks uh, to the families of those who lost um, someone during the Ascendant attack uh, while Poppy sits in the library with Kieran. And the scene, though, for when she kills Lord Cheney, it kind of went by pretty quick because she, she didn't feel guilt or remorse like she normally would about somebody. So it was just kind of very quick of a scene. Mm-hmm. I wish there was a little bit more. I wish there was a little bit more torture. I think he deserved it. But that is besides the point.
0: I also, I don't think Poppy could have tortured him. No, I, I, I think she would have I, I think it was very quick.
1: Yeah. I think that's why Cass and her get along so well uh, in future fights uh, where they're against others. Because he tries to be the torturer, make things slow, make things painful. And she's the one that's like, if you, des- if you don't know what you're doing and you deserve a quick death, you come to
2: me. Mm-hmm.
1: I will give you that quick death. Yeah,
0: because but. he she believes that there should be honor in death.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, and I just had a thought, and I completely lost it. Oh, he. This is what I was thinking. He takes things more personally than she does when it comes to fights like that. Yeah. She wants to make it quick and get it over with. And he's just like, I will prolong this as long as physically possible.
1: Because I think she she realizes uh, with war, they're just all pawns. So if you're going to torture someone, torture the head of the the puppet, you know, torture the puppet master, not the puppet.
0: Yeah. Just cut the strings off the puppet.
1: Exactly. So
0: then watch that bitch fall.
1: Yeah, so because, and and like you said, Cass takes things more personal. Where if you're fighting at all, he's against you, mm-hmm. like in a in personal vendetta. When I don't think that's true. I think there are a lot of people who don't realize what they're doing wrong. They're just they just know they have to fight for their country and for their kingdom. Yes. So, so while they're sitting, Poppy and Kieran are sitting in the library and. Um, Cass is speaking to the families of those who have lost someone. Um, they're hanging out. He, Cass comes back to them and tells her he wants to show her something. So they go down to, the tu- uh, to these certain tunnels in the forest, and it's just all these walls of names who have died by the hand of the Ascended. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of children on these walls. And she gets very upset and very like she feels so personal for these people and she doesn't even know the names and so they get to the end to of the, the wall where they can add more people's names and she ended up adding mr and mrs toolis's name mm-hmm. which i thought for her was very a, a sweet gesture for the shit that they did to her and
0: the name of their third son tobias
1: mm-hmm. yeah so After this, they get back, and she goes back to sleep, and she has another nightmare about the night her family died again. Mm -hmm. And wakes up and says that she just needs to forget. That's all she wants to do. So again, Cass asks her uh, if it's okay that they pretend. And they pretend to be Hawk and Poppy again, and he helps her fall asleep. With some little little sexual attention.
0: No, uh, of course. Of
1: course, I fucking love it. Love it. I love the tension in that scene. But I think the better scene is coming up, and I'm really excited about it. Anyways, so, uh, leaving, going forward, not dealing with all the the sexualness that's happening in that room. Poppy, Karen, Cass, uh, and then a few others leave to go to uh, Spessa's end, uh, which is right before Atlantia. So Elijah thanks Poppy for helping his people. And she's oddly quiet when Cass um, and her get on horseback to leave. And he correctly guesses that it was because of their little arrangement of pretending and, uh, but she didn't want to be like that person. She, she told him she wouldn't make it awkward and that's exactly what she did. But she's nervous that she will not, not act correctly like she should in front of his parents because uh, right. she's never been in a, a relationship or uh, surrounded by any normal relationships. And he tells her just act herself. Um, And people are more likely to believe that they are in love. um, If she just is threatening him uh, to stab him in quiet, or threatening to stab him in general, rather than just sitting quietly, because that's what she does. That's their little tidbit. He loves her feistiness. He loves when she threatens him and he always says, Oh, feeling a little bit stabby, my murderous little creature. So. He tells her, "Hey, if you just act yourself, if you threaten me, if you fight me, that will that's your normal. Keep doing it." He goes, "If you sit here quietly, people are going to know something's weird." So some time passed and she asks what happened to his former lover, lover, after dodging the question of <clears throat> about about his fallen lover that everything he loved has has been rotted
0: by the ascended uh, that's what it, that's what I was I was talking about earlier Gotcha okay where he was I was like, like
1: why did I why was it written like that why am I stupid
0: Yeah it was um like everything that that has been important to him or that he has loved has been rotted due to the ascended leading poppy to point that out but it was the way that he worded it Yeah in the book I don't think this does justice on how it was actually set
1: I agree. I'll need to pull it up uh, after this for, for us to dive into, because then I could probably give you a good answer why he said what he said. Mm-hmm. So, Cass asked Poppy to not take away his pain uh, because she he felt like she was starting to kind of reach back to him. Well,
0: because she did reach out, and she said that she felt immense sadness, mm-hmm. so much sadness that she nearly missed the underlying anger to it. Yeah. And then she was starting to push good feelings and he was like, don't, don't do that. Yeah. He's like,
1: I'm sad for a reason. Let me be sad. You know, let me feel what I need to feel to get through it.
0: And then he goes mute for three days.
1: Exactly. Because that's my boy.
0: Oh, fucking angsty boy.
1: Oh, angsty boy. Uh, And and as the writing, continuing on to Spessa's end, Poppy notices uh, that there are bones hanging in the trees, and he tells her that the bones were placed by the Dead Bones Clan. Mm-hmm. And they're quickly ambushed by this clan, and he, he Cast takes multiple arrows to the back and the stomach. Uh, Poppy gets off the horse, uh, kills one of the clan members, and suffers a minor cut on the arm. And. As Cass goes to bandage her wounds, he ends up just staring at her arm as his eyes blacken. And Kieran interrupts uh, Cass and and breaking him out of this like little spell.
0: He's like, bro, bro, bro. You, you go- good? You, you good, good, bro? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. You sure? You sure, <laughs> bro? You sure? You good? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, good.
1: I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. And, and he's like, hmm. Mm-hmm. And Kira is, like, always the one to keep Cass in line. line. I think he's, other than, I don't even think, at this point, Poppy can't even keep Cass in line. And she can say what she wants to him, but he doesn't really change what he he does at this point in the book because he knows, she doesn't know all the things she needs to know. And this is how he helps and this is how he needs to handle situations and she just doesn't understand that yet but so kieran's like that
2: well of that co- thing for him
1: of to, course
0: like, bri- poppy can't keep him in line she can't even keep her ducks in a row no she can't. her ducks are all over the place and there's chickens mixed in with them <laughs>
1: There's chickens and a goose <laughs> how is there a goose
0: like, I, I think i saw like that a pig is that a pig <laughs> That is not a duck. That is not even that's not even a fowl.
1: And there's a wolf. Kieran, get out of line. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, my lord.
0: <laughs> Actually that would let's let's be honest here, that would probably be like Delano. Or maybe Quentin. <laughs> <laughs> they would just be
1: in the back. Like, and i don't Hello? think we met Quentin yet in this part of the book.
0: Not for a little bit.
1: Yeah. I love him. So
0: Quentin's just like, hey. Hey
1: guys. <laughs> He's like the cute little i love him anyways
0: he's the little brother
1: he is so they finish up uh cleaning the bandages his eyes return back to normal and the group continues on after they get all the horses because kieran brings the horses back to them Mm -hmm.
0: Um, yeah because she's like kieran you're naked like (laughs) entirely (laughs) naked (laughs) and he's like yeah i am What of it she's like It's like the last time you turned, you still had pants on afterwards. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I guess those were a little bit more baggy than these.
1: (laughs) I just love, though, that I think it was at this point or even a little bit later in the book. That's when Cass discussed that women are very sexual creatures. They don't care if they're in the nude in front of anybody. They're just there. They embrace what they have. Yeah. They're a nudist community.
0: They're just long john swinging dongs at that point.
1: Exactly. They're fine with it. Yeah. So the group continues on. They reach, uh, or they plan. Yeah. Sorry. They arrive at Pompeii, and they continue on to Spessa's end. Where they plan to wait for the rest of new haven before going to atlanta uh atlantia and this is where we meet quentin uh uh, and a young woman um, beckett so they both uh, are the new characters that meet the group and lead poppy and Cass to their little suite um and so the two uh, retire for the night and poppy accidentally wakes up cass and he does not recognize her at all. And this was an interesting way of doing it. So, instead of so he wakes up not knowing who she is and puts his hands around her throat and she pushes her dagger up against his neck. Um and this is what's weird to me. If he, because at this point he's overtaken by bloodlust, he just needs
0: to to drink.
1: But, but instead of drinking her blood and he, going crazy, he, he goes just down on her.
0: Yeah, he he you know, he wanted a snack. Yeah. But instead of getting getting the blood, he got a little snatch snack.
1: Yeah, he got a little taste of that honey, dude.
0: I was just like, when I was first listening, to this I was like, this dude is so fucking horny right now,
1: mm-hmm.
0: that he is blacked out.
1: Yeah he was very uh
0: it wasn't bloodlust; it was lust
1: it was both (laughs) but he chose to act on one lust rather than the other
0: he chose to eat some pussy as opposed to (laughs) eating some blood
1: (laughs) so she ends up dropping the dagger it honestly it
0: would have been like this is gonna sound disgusting it would have been perfect if it would have been her time of the month
1: oh my god it would have been
0: it would have been, it would have been a win- it would have,
1: different lessons. it would have been a
0: win-win for everyone <laughs> it
1: really would have she would have gotten clean she got a little pleasure and he would have got a little snack <laughs> so, <laughs> oh so she ends up dropping her dagger in her midst of pleasure and hearing poppy's screams of oh, joy kieran comes in with his sword
0: He literally, like, kicks the door in, and he's just like,
1: what the fuck? Yeah. So he comes in. Cass immediately turns around and starts growling at Kieran, because he's like, shit, somebody's here to steal my snack. And
0: (laughs) this is what I thought of the, the entire time as well. You know he's naked. If not, he is half naked at best.
1: Kieran or Cass? Cass. Oh, yeah. Probably just, like, the pants. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And probably just hard as a Redwood as well.
2: hmm
1: And she's <laughs> so
0: making. So Kieran's like, I got my swords, and I see you have yours. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we're good here.
0: He's just fucking, like, growling at him while this is just going on. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this is a really awkward situation. He's just got pussy juice all over his face.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he calls it honeydew, and I find that fun as shit like in the whole series he'll go down on her and then come back up and go that's just what i thought honeydew and i'm like oh my god
0: motherfucker you ever eating a honeydew Honeydew. it don't taste like pussy (laughs) anyway what is she fruit of the loom (laughs) so
1: (laughs) so poppy reaches out and connects her emotions to Cass. And realizes that he plans to kill Kieran, and Kieran tells Poppy that the moment Cass attacks him, that she should run and go get um, Niall or Delano. And fearing that Cass will attack Kieran, or yeah, fearing that Cass will attack Kieran, Poppy touches Cass and projects happy thoughts to him—the
0: most happiest thoughts that she can think of.
1: Yeah, it calms him down to the point where he's able to get back to to normal. His eyes go back to normal, um, as normal as they can be. And he apologizes to Poppy and just immediately leaves. Uh, Kieran, at this point, waits for Poppy as she cleans up and takes her down to the bay. They have like this cute little moment between Poppy and Kieran, uh, a whole day, and she gets to ask what his... uh, for an explanation for cass's actions and he informs her and talks to her that it he needs blood and that he's refused to feed from other atlanteans since meeting her because when you're an atlantean and you have a mate or a a partner you don't feed from anybody else that is the one person you feed from
0: they say it's like disgusting for anyone else
1: exactly or, or even like just a, an act of cheating. Like you should not need anything. You shouldn't need blood from somebody else. Get it from your partner. So she asks him about Shay and his well-being, and Cass's well-being. And Kieran asks her that, like, why does she care if her and Cass are in a fake engagement? And he- which
0: she's been having like these thoughts for a little while now, just like. Like, I want to know more about this, but why am I thinking about this? Like, there's no future here, and, like... Yeah, why oh, should I well, care? Well, I will be old, and he'll still be the same, but why am I thinking about the future, a future with him? Because there is no future with him, and all this kind of shit. Mm-hmm. It's like, bitch, you're in love, okay? Yeah. You've been in love. Mm-hmm. Fuck, I accept it.
1: Exactly. And he tells Poppy that Cass loves her uh, just as much as she loves him, but she's just not ready to accept it. And he also tells poppy that he believes that the two of them are heartmates but refuses to um to expound to yeah so
0: he doesn't explain any further what that is
1: yeah um so now she's just like spiraling cuz she's like here's a new term that i don't know about what else is i'm not know? allowed to ask any questions yeah So they go inside for breakfast. They have a great, and like I said, they really did have a good day as, like, this was the turning point for Kieran and Poppy to be friends.
0: This was when I was expecting her, because he had said to her at one point um, earlier, he was like, I call you Penelope because Poppy is something that a friend calls you, and we are not friends. Yeah. And I was expecting this to be the point where he was just like, like call her Poppy.
1: I was expecting that too. I was waiting for it. But um, at this point, this is when they go to breakfast. um, And the people are still distrustful of her. Obviously they, Mm -hmm. they don't know much about her. She just started quote unquote dating Cass. um, And Alistair joins them and begins to ask Poppy if Cass has told her about this little event called the joining. And he she becomes disappointed that Cass didn't tell her this. And Poppy asks Kieran and says that she plans to offer herself as mm-hmm. dinner to Cass. And so they event Cass eventually comes back and joins them. And the three of them, Cass and Kieran and Poppy, return to Poppy's room. And Poppy and Kieran convince Cass that he must feed. And Kieran stays because Cass is way too close to the edge and may take too much blood, which could obviously kill Poppy. And this was, I think, a really cool turning point between the three of them because they they don't really explain the joining a lot. They really... Alistair, all he really says about it is that it can turn into a sexual act between um, two Atlantean lovers and a woven to basically join them all together. But that's all he says. He doesn't talk about it anymore. And he says, this is something Cash should really be talking to you about, not me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And she's like, well, does he expect me to do this? with him and he's like well you guys need to talk together like it's not my choice
0: like y'all need to figure this shit out
1: Mm-hmm. so kieran when they go back up to the room and kieran convinces cast to, to feed on poppy he stays and kieran gets behind poppy uh leans her head so that her neck's exposed and then starts um like taking her uh heart rate basically and says I'm here to make sure that your heart rate does not go below a certain level.
0: He's basically acting as a heart rate monitor.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. So
0: He's like, I'm going to be your nurse today. My name is Kieran.
1: <laughs> He's just like putting hand sanitizer on, putting the gloves on. I'm here and I'm ready. <laughs>
0: Nobody touch me. I'm sterile. <laughs> I'm sterile.
1: <laughs> With a <the> little tail. <laughs> I'm sterile. <laughs>
2: so oh, Cass can't.
1: begins to feed on Poppy. <clears throat> And shoves her up against Kieran, which shoves him up against a wall. So she's just in the middle of these two huge guys just getting fed on. And at first it hurts her. And then it kind of turns a little pleasurable for her. She's like, oh, my God, I feel him everywhere. Like, this is so cute.
0: She's like a piece of, like, uh, white meat turkey in between two pieces of pumpernickel.
1: (laughs) I've always thought of Kieran, and a lot of art shows him. So, like, I... People always say, like, Cass is supposed to be more, not Middle Eastern, but that darker skin complex. Mediterranean. Middle, yeah, Mediterranean. And then Cass is more of, like, just a black guy. Which I can see. With the darker skin tone. I
2: don't
0: know. So uh, he's Most of the artwork that I've seen have had them about the same. Cass looks more... I would say Italian or maybe Southern Spanish.
1: I think that too. I think he's supposed to be more olive toned rather than dark.
0: While Kieran is more like Moroccan.
1: Yeah. I. Th- but I think they, if they ever make this a show or a movie, I do think they should have a difference between them. I think K- uh, Cass is more of that glow to him because he's supposed to be this, you know...
0: He's an elemental.
1: Yeah, he's supposed to be elemental. He's supposed to be this gorgeous thing and, and shine bright like a diamond kind of thing. So I think he should have that, you know, olive toned.
0: Meanwhile, we got Poppy who, over here who is a pasty ass ginger.
1: And what I love about this whole book is that they discuss her being thicker. She, they, they, she always says she has a soft tummy, soft thighs. And I'm like, for all the big girls out there, Poppy is the queen. Okay. She is a big booty, big thigh, soft belly queen. And she's not this skinny little bitch. Anyways, let's continue. (laughs) That got way too far. (laughs) So while Cass is drinking from her, um, things get pretty sexual and Kieran tries to intervene. Uh, He's from... like,
0: "Can you guys not fuck on me, please?" Yes, yeah, Can you
1: not? <laughs> uh, and even at this point, Poppy even says she can feel his hard member.
0: That redwood from earlier. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and so they, Kieran keeps Cass from taking too much blood, and once he makes sure that they're both okay, Kieran leaves, and Cass does the only thing that he knows how to thank her, which is pleasing her again. So he's like, We're, I'm not going to have sex with you. I'm not going to do that. He goes, this is not about me. This is about saying thank you to you and all this stuff. But then ends up finishing on her <clears throat> back. Disgusting. Disgusting. Because <laughs> they're laying on the bed side by side. <sighs> finishing on her don't do that. That's gross.
0: At least just do it on her face.
1: Ew. <laughs> I think that's worse. <laughs> Anyways, I'm I'm moving along because you really just that that was that was just <laughs> disgusting. And you date my sister. Just stop.
0: Anyways, so Cass. In my defense, I have been drinking throughout this entire episode. Me too, but I don't go that crazy. Um. Huh, that's what's has gone.
2: I know.
1: <laughs> so. Cass says he has a surprise for Poppy, but only if they continue to still pretend to be like Poppy and Hawk uh, and having that dynamic. So she agrees and he takes her out to the stables where he tells her he's going to finally teach her how to ride a horse. And the guy, Colton, who is in charge of the stables, gets a weird shock when he looks at Poppy for the first time. He's also a woven as well. So I think this is something also to keep in mind when if you read this for the first time as a viewer um, or if you haven't read the, the following other two books, three and four, just always keep in mind like these little details. I think they're really, I think Jennifer uh, does a good job of, of sneaking in these little hints of what will happen. But they shake hands, and he really, um, and Colton receives a, a static shock from her, and he doesn't mention it.
0: Some could say they have a shocking connection.
1: They do. Mm-hmm. But Cass gives Poppy some... I really hate you. <laughs> I was trying to go through that, but damn. So Cass <laughs> gives Poppy some basic lessons in writing and then directs her to the house. Out of the house, uh, comes Kieran and a female woven, um, Funetta, who is Kieran's sister. And I love her character. Her character to me was so well thought out as a, a small side character. I thought it was very I thought she was really cool. So the four of them go outside and find Alistair holding a woven. Um, Beckett, uh, the one we met maybe a chapter or two before. Um, and he was in an accident shattering his legs. And Beckett needs to go back into his mortal form before his bones start to heal because it could potentially um, cause like nerve damage and, and forever damage to his legs. Mm-hmm. And he might not be able to transfer, <clears throat> transform back into a woven uh, if he doesn't transform back into a human first. So Poppy decides that she'll um, try to take the pain away. And so she kneels down, takes the pain, because she's like, if he is more content and not in pain, he could probably transform back into a human. So let me try. So she does that. And as soon as she touches his fur, her hands begin to glow. And she realizes that she's healing his legs, not just taking away his pain. Mm Mm-hmm. And this huge crowd is gathering around them and most of these people are fearing uh, her abilities. But Cass, at this point says, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just marry here instead of waiting to go back home. Because at least we're still on Atlantean land. It's not like we're not. So let's just do it here. So later at dinner, Cass and Kieran are talking to the others. Alistair, fuck him, sits down next to Poppy, uh, saying he doesn't believe that she uh, loves him.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, or that he loves, that Cass loves her. And she, he tells her that Cass is promised to another back in Atlantia for the past five decades. And they, Cass and Alistair, get into a shouting match. Um, and Jasper, the speaker of the Wolven, um, who's also Karen's father comes in
0: and Vanetta's father as
2: well.
1: Yeah, and tells Alistair that he's overstepping um, and he shouldn't be talking about all this.
0: Which is interesting that Jasper is the speaker of the Wolven when Alistair is also a Wolven but is the like advice, like the advice head advisor to the, to the king.
1: So that's interesting. So I'll give like a little background to, to that because I. I was confused when I first read this. Um, But then reading the third and fourth, it's kind of... um, Kind of is explained. So when they become... When an Atlantean becomes king, they are able to pick... Usually it's an, an advisor who happens to be woven. Normally it's in a woven who's an advisor. So he happened to pick Alistair. But he... Easily could have picked Jasper to keep Jasper as the head of the Wolven and a uh, advisor,
0: which would have, which may have kind of alleviated some of the tension that is currently, at least in this book, mm-hmm. happening between the royalty within Atlantia and the Wolven.
1: Yeah, because I think it's I think it's nice. I think it's a good thought that you can pick what woven you want as your as as your advisor because obviously you you are closer with other people you trust other people more than who is at the head or or Mm -hmm. who's the one in charge um but yeah having all these different people could cause definitely a lot of jealousy
2: though
0: once Cass takes the throne Mm -hmm. kieran will be his advisor Exactly. And Kieran is probably the next in line to become Speaker of the Wolven.
1: Probably, yeah.
0: With his father currently being the head of the Wolven.
1: Yeah. So Jasper tells Alistair that he's overstepping um, when Alistair states that Cass is marrying um, the girl back home. Gianna. Gianna? Gianna. Gianna. Um, saying that if he marries her, it would strengthen the bonds between the Wolven and the Atlanteans because she happens to be a Wolven.
0: And is also his niece.
1: Yeah. Alistair's niece. Yeah. Yeah. So he just wants to be always in royalty. Be close to them at least. He's like, if
0: I couldn't get my my daughter to be, you know, the next queen. It's going to be my niece. It's going to be someone within my bloodline. Yeah. Conniving little fucker.
1: Right? So Jasper, at this point, reminds Alistair that the latter does not work, um, or that the latter does not speak for the woven. Um, and Cass makes it clear that he has never agreed to the arranged marriage and that the idea was floated between Alistair and King Valen, which is Cass's dad. Correct. Um, so... Poppy starts making it clear that although she was raised by the Ascended, she never who knew she never knew who they truly were. She doesn't trust them anymore. She's not on their side, and she she tells people she was aware of the initial plans uh, that Cass had about trading her for Malik. And Cass, at this point, speaks up and says that he did have plans to kidnap Poppy to use her as a bargaining chip. Um, but he had already fallen in love with her and he could never use her like that. And he tells her that uh, he, he tells the room that when Poppy found out his plans, that she did, in fact, stab him in the heart with the bloodstone dagger, unaware that a stab to the heart could not kill an Atlantean.
0: And I thought it was interesting that when she and Kieran were having the conversation earlier mm-hmm. in, in this book, at when they were standing at the, the I guess, the foot of the bay. Mm hmm. He was like Kieran. Literally tells her, "He's like the only reason that I didn't rip your fucking head off when I found out you stabbed him in the chest is because of how much he cares about you."
2: Mhm.
1: Yeah, Kieran gives Poppy all these hints about how much Cass truly cares, and she still he acts
0: doesn't as she... give her hints. Like he, he, he just tells her. She, she's like, "You're being so vague about shit," and then he just lays it all out there, and he's like, "How fucking vague is that for you?"
1: Yeah. And she's like, I still don't understand. I have questions. And he's like, Stop having fucking questions. You're fine. Everything's fine. You're you're the chosen one. You're the one that he loves. But anyways, so um, we digress. We digress. Uh, so Casper comments that Cass is just like his father with a love for women that, with sharp objects. <laughs> and I find that hilarious and very kinky. But, <laughs> but Poppy declares that uh, to the room. That Cass was the first thing she chose for herself. And although she chose him when she thought he, he was he was Hulk, she continues to choose him as Castile. And he's Cass is very surprised by this. And um, Jasper, speaking on behalf of the Wolven, states that if Cass has chosen Poppy, how could his people not do the same?
2: Right.
1: So Poppy goes outside to get air, Runs into Niall and Delano. They share a drink. Cass approaches. um, And she tells him that she does not feel like talking to him right now. And Kieran comes out. Joins um, to tell Cass and Jasper. Or Cass that Jasper wishes to speak with him. Kieran takes Poppy back to her room. And she cries herself to sleep. He. uh, Cass arrives and wakes Poppy up. And. Although Cass teases poppy and um is trying to make light of a situation poppy brings up gianna and he explains that he never told her about gianna because gianna never wanted cats herself and he never wanted her in return so they were just it was supposed to be exactly that an arranged marriage and neither of them wanted to be a part of it and so he told her that he'd forgotten all about the arranged marriage, um, and until it was mentioned, and he was angry with her that she could even believe that he would do all the things, um, he had done for her while being engaged to someone else. He was like, um, he accused her for not ever trying to know him, and, and she was asking questions all the time, but he was never, she was never asking the questions, that were really on her mind. Mm-hmm. And she was always going around the bush, <clears throat> beating around the bush, um, hoping that he, he would just understand what she was trying to say. So she indicates to him that uh, it's because that she, he tells her nothing or ignores uh, her into leading her to explode with all the other questions she has held back. Questions about Malik, the throne, caverns, kidnapping... Um, and why he never told Poppy about the joining, Gianna, Spessa Zen, and his former lover. And how he can stand to be around Poppy knowing that she was raised by the Ascended. And she demands that Cass tells her something that's truly real. So he tells her that the night, or he tells her that he came to her room that night to find out if uh, what she said at dinner was real or just pretending. And she says that she was feeling experienced exposed um too exposed and says nothing causing him to laugh he says that all he ever really receives from her is silence so why would he tell her any of the things that she demands to know uh in return for for silence and so he tells her uh he wants everything from her they both break down admit that neither of them understand their relationship and Cass at this point explains to poppy how not falling in love with her would have been the easier way. And he starts to tell Poppy about uh, Shay, who, and when he tells her about this, they're both interrupted by a meal that says, uh, the sky is on fire. And I was thinking, holy shit, the sky is on fire. I was thinking about gods. I was like,
0: who? Who did they piss
2: off?
1: Yeah, who did they just piss off? So... They, realize, they go up onto the rise. They see the whole sky is on, on a glow. And that's when all these... Um, they realize, like, the Ascended are coming.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and... Shoot. I lost my place. Back. So... Delano and Dante come or go to, to make sure that they why go to is see, the sky on fire. They go
0: to scout the source of the fire because there's a massive fire that is causing the sky to look like it is ablaze. Yeah.
1: So they're they're waiting for them to come back, um, <clears throat> and that's when Jasper starts talking to Poppy about the arranged marriage and that it's all of Alistair's idea and neither of them were interested. Um, and that's when Delano returns with his fur mounted in blood and they all run down to meet him. Uh, he passes out from a puncture wound that was, uh, put into his lung and she heals him, um, as quickly as she can. But when he wakes back up, he tells Cass that there's close to 800 ascended that are coming in two groups and that they killed, um, Dante. Uh, Spess's End um, has less than 100 people who are actually capable of fighting and only about 20 archers. And so Cass at this point instructs Kieran and um, a few of them to go to uh, Sion's Cove for reinforcements. So Kieran doesn't want to go, but because he's ordered by Cass, he he does it anyways. Um, And Poppy expresses her worry for him. And, uh, for Kieran and that's when he finally calls her by her nickname and it's so cute oh, I love them
0: it's like now they're they're friends they're Buddies. he's like you almost got fucked on me earlier where well, I guess we can be friends now yeah I guess we can be <laughs> friends
1: I felt my friend's boner through you so I guess we can be friends <laughs> so uh, Poppy and Cass finish their conversation from earlier in the night and he explains to her that He and Shay were engaged, but she traded Malik to the Ascended to save her own life. So while she escaped with Cass, she again tried to to trade Cass for her own life, uh, leading him to to make the decision to kill her for betraying him and his brother. And he and Kieran have kept that secret uh, from everyone and allowed uh, even Alistair to believe that she died a hero that night at the hands of the Ascended. And he explains that he sent Kieran away because he doesn't want this going uh, straight to King Valen uh, exp- to express his doubts regarding Cass and Poppy's engagement. Uh, and Poppy admits at this point that everything she said at dinner was true. And he asks her to marry him that day. Um, so Vanyetta brings a gown to Poppy and this this is cool. I liked this um, this whole scene. Because their weddings you can wear kind of what you want, but it's normally a red gown mm-hmm. and she was very excited about that because Poppy wear has worn white her whole life, right, so she never wanted to wear the
0: uh because I think the only time she'd worn a dress that wasn't white was the night of the um the ball yeah, of the the right,
1: yeah. The right because mm-hmm. I think
0: she wore a red dress that night.
1: I believe so. Yeah. So <clears throat> Manetta helps her get ready, and um and leads her out to to the marriage to to get married. And during this wedding, it, it's really cool. Like you you put your rings in the middle, overlapping each other. You cover them with soil, and it's like this whole bringing Earth up to you and being a part of Earth. You're you're kneeling. It's it's like a cool little experience.
0: That's why you have to be on Atlantean soil.
1: Exactly, but during the wedding, after they um, after they truly are united, the skies turn pitch black, showing that Nyctos, um, although sleeping, which is the god of death, uh, expresses the approval of the marriage. Um, which only happened once before during King Valen's marriage to Queen Il- Alania. Alania? Alania? I don't know how to say her name. Yeah. I'm just going to say it's Alania. So in private, Cass uh, and Poppy share blood and sexual relations. I love that. Um, That it said sexual relations. Um, And the two sleep and wake up to face the Ascended. So Duchess Tierman um, at this point have arrived and she uh the cast refuses to give up poppy and he tells her you know wear this cloak do not show your face i don't want anybody knowing that you're standing next to me he goes because that's what they expect he was like so you're gonna stand here and you're gonna you're gonna do a good job and you're gonna pretend to look like an archer or some other person and nobody's gonna take you from me so <clears throat> he sh- reveals himself as prince denier and she then tells Poppy, uh, kind of speaks out loud about this, that Queen Eileenia is Poppy's grandmother. Eliana. Eliana. I keep saying <clears> the <throat> wrong words. Queen Eliana is Poppy's grandmother. And Poppy make it, uh, makes it very clear that she will not surrender. And so she returns to her, uh, Duchess Tierman turns to her, her carriage and leads the mob, um, the heads of the group from New Haven to the rise including Elijah um and Magna's head so they all go into war into battle um and she Quint or she, Poppy asks Quentin to cover her while she goes into the field uh even though that was cast in and say her not tell her not to strictly but he was definitely like, can you please he stay here? He heavily implied it. Yeah. He was like, <laughs> but can you please just for once stay right here? Um, so they're fighting their way through the crowd, Poppy and Cass, and uh, the second wave of the Ascended arrive surrounding all of them. They take down dozens, and Poppy's senses are so overwhelmed, and uh, in order to shut them down, she holds her dagger to her throat and threatens to kill herself. If any of these sended touch her or Cass. Uh, suddenly, all the women arrive uh, and take down the guards surrounding them. The reinforcements from Salian's Cove come, and um, they race for the Duchess- Duchess's carriage. And Poppy makes it there first, because they make it a game, Poppy and Cass. They, she goes, if I beat you to her carriage, I get to kill her first. And he's like, nope, I'm, I'm going to beat you there. And so they're like
0: running he's like let's race off for murder (laughs) let's race (laughs) whoever gets there first gets to kill her okay ready set
1: go team so she makes it there first and kills the duchess after the duchess indicates that malik and ian are both still
0: alive all i can think of is red rover red rover send the duchess over
2: (laughs)
1: So I think this was the funniest, funniest, scene funniest scene to me because when Cass reaches the carriage, the duchess is already dead, and they just proceed to have sex in the carriage.
0: On her corpse.
1: On her corpse. <laughs> and I just don't get it. So, Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. So Cass and <clears throat> Kieran uh, go with the lone survivor to make sure he sends a message about the Ascended. While Poppy goes to help the wounded of their own people. Um, and Poppy heals a woman that tells her that King Valon Denier plans to use her to send a message. Poppy, at this point, still not surprised.
0: She's like, fucking shocker.
1: Yeah. Cool. Um, Cass comes back and tells Poppy that all the women felt her calling for them when they had been surrounded in the woods. Which is why all the women had appeared so quickly. The next morning, um, all of them leave to go to Sion's Cove. Um, when they arrive at the foot of the hills of the um, Scotos Mountains, uh, the group separates into groups of three to travel through the mist. Because uh, this mist is supposed to keep uh, uh, unwanted people. So when you go through it, you feel confused. You turn around. You go back to where you came from. Yeah, it,
0: it it's... It... The mist is there to make people think that there are craven but there's not. Exactly. And it has magical properties that can really confuse large groups, which is why they go in groups of three.
1: Exactly. So that night, uh, Cass says, look, it's we gotta lay down for the night before we go uh further and get to the, the point where we're all meeting.
0: Poppy so, becomes a little white meat sandwich again.
1: Dude, I love cause this <laughs> happens throughout the whole series. So it's, and she even mentions it in the book um, that it feels like both her and and Kieran gravitate towards Cass and the way he is. So when Cass is laying down, uh, Poppy wakes up um, or Poppy realizes that she's literally like on his chest, basically. Like she's so cuddled up against him and Kieran is way up against her. His hand is over her. And, like, touching Cass. Like, he feels like he needs to be just as close as, as Poppy does. So they're cuddling. She falls asleep and dreams about the night her parents were killed again. Um, she swears that she can tell like she knows the man um, that is speaking to her in the dreams. And so she follows the man only to hear a voice tell her to stop. Um, she refuses to stop, but a woman appears in front of in front of her in the mist, telling her that she should go home and she will find the answers there. Cass and, and Kieran suddenly uh, appear and grab her from behind uh, right before she realizes that she was about to walk off a fucking cliff. And she, uh, although Cass and Kieran um, don't believe that she saw a woman, the mountains begin to shake. And Kieran tells Poppy that the shaking was the goddess IOS returning from her sleep place. Or returning to her silly place, mm-hmm. so they. they should, it was such a weird moment. Cause she's like, "Was I just saved by a goddess? Is is that what this was? And why? Like, I've never slept walking in my life. Why now? And why in these mountains? So it was an interesting time for her. But they exit uh, the the mist, meet up with everybody else, and. Um, Vignetta um, Vignetta meet, meets up with them and realizes that Poppy and Cass are married,
0: which is odd that that she realizes that considering she helped, helped Poppy get ready.
1: Yeah, I don't know. So, um, she, so Cass, um, she oh sorry, so she asks to speak with Cass alone, and you know what? I think this was a mistype. Um, I think, well, no, cause it wasn't the, Vanyetta's not the queen, but I am was wondering if it was like a similar name. Anyways, so Cass, um, she speaks to Cass alone and Beckett offers to take Poppy to see the, um, the temple. You know what? This was a misprint. The queen is what meets up with everybody. And that's when she, re- the queen realizes that they were married and so she the queen asks to speaks with her son cast alone beckett offers to take poppy to see the um, nictos temple and as poppy is admiring the view of the uh from the chambers she at this point realizes that beckett left her and his place uh and in his place were a dozen of angry atlanteans they called um her an ascended whore and started stoning her The sky uh, begins to rain red, or rain blood, sorry, and the Atlanteans take it as a sign that they are doing what the gods want. A blood tree forms behind Poppy, and Poppy takes out all her hatred and turns it back on them, killing every single one of them. Um, Hundreds, at this point, hundreds of wolves show up along with Cass. Poppy is terrified that the women are about to attack her because they're all snarling, they're... They're all turned from their human to their, to their woven form. Um, but when Cass sees that she's glowing, he draws his swords and kneel to her. The woven circle around her um, as the queen, the king, uh, as the king and queen arrive. Uh, and at this point, the queen demands to know why, what Cass has done and who is, who did he really bring home? The queen says that it was too late and takes off her crown and places it on the floor of the temple uh, the crown catches on fire and burns off the gilded bone and shines with gold again. Queen Alania, or uh, uh, Alana, tells ev- I don't know how to pronounce her name, tells everyone to bow to the last descendant of Nictos, the rightful queen to Atlantia, and that's where the book ends.
0: Dropping bombshells at the end again.
1: Yep. So this is I, I thought it was cool how they ended it. I wanted more. Obviously, you always want more. But this is a huge book. Like
0: It was nearly 25 hours on yeah, Audible.
1: It's a huge fucking book. And bitch thick. It is. And I think each book like you still are left with more questions. Even in the newest book, the fourth book, um A War of Two Queens, I'm still left wondering what the fuck is going on.
0: Well, did it finish with this fourth book or is there going to be a fifth book?
1: There's going to be a fifth. Okay. So it's like, I'm always like, I think Jennifer does a good job with all this, but I'm always, always wondering what's going to happen next. Like why, what other questions are going to be answered? And how long is it going to take for these questions to be answered?
0: Well, you know that uh, there might be more questions answered, but there's going to be more fucking questions asked with the goddamn way Poppy is.
1: Exactly. Exactly. But I like this one a lot. What would you rate this one uh, from the first one and this one? I would give it a 3.62. Hmm. I was kind to give this one. So when I've read the first three books <clears throat> before the fir- fourth one was out, this one was my favorite. Mm-hmm. I think it was the tension between Poppy and Cass that really, I just love that. I think that was a cool dynamic. And then finally, like, that breaking point where they're like, we're meant to be. Um, I gave this one a 4.6. But I love this series. Yeah. But then if you've read the fourth book, that's easily like a 5. Yeah. Like, I love that book. That book though killed me. But we'll we'll get to that. Really yeah. soon. But.
0: I was sad when Elijah and Magda died. Like when you found out that they had died and as well as everyone else from New Haven.
1: Yeah. No. I the wolven are so cool. I love them a lot. So to see any of the woven die for me was just sad because I don't think
0: Elijah know, was a woven.
1: No, he wasn't. He was a he was thought, just, he was just a he was just, a, Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'm going crazy. But yeah, I, I'm obsessed with this whole
2: series.
0: It's okay. I'm obsessed with books that come from Japan.
1: That is true. And Korea. I'm just obsessed with hardcore smut. And this one has a lot of it. Yeah. Not as hardcore that I'm, I'm used to, but this, this one, chef's kiss.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the one that you told me about with the knife scene, that just...
1: That one made me question a lot of life.
0: Yeah, it (laughs) made me question you. I questioned myself. (laughs)
1: Because here's the thing. You're reading that book, and maybe one day I'll tell the viewers about this book. Because if you know, you know. But it's so... It's hardcore smut, dude. Like, I read that scene, and I had to stop for a second and go, Am I into
2: this? (laughs) (laughs) And And then looked
1: at myself in the mirror and goes, no, this is fucking disgusting and I feel absolutely sick. And then I was like, "Let's just skip, and <laughs> it gets
0: normal again."
1: <laughs> I was like, "So you then... know what? I'm
0: going to put this down for a little bit. I'm going to take a shower because I'm dirty right now.
1: <laughs> I'm going to go to church, and I've never been to church, so let's just go to church. Let's
0: let's praise, let's pray, and
1: maybe one day I'll be okay." <laughs> for the Father,
0: the Son, and the mouth of the river. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> oh yeah, one
1: day I'll have to. One day it would be hilarious to do that book on the show because that
0: that that might be just a you episode maybe there'll be like a special (laughs) you and deanna episode now just kind of produce it
1: oh she would never read that book maybe you and kelly i don't
0: know No,
1: i'm the only kayla
0: don't know who that is but yeah oh that kayla yeah kayla
1: danielle's friend
0: yes i'm i'm very well aware of who miss not is i guess she's now miss youngblood yeah yeah
1: I she yeah. If you listen to this, Kayla, I
0: I do apologize. Yeah,
1: I was about to say I looked at you like you were an idiot.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, she's read that book and it was funny because we were talking about it while we were drinking and she goes, "But that knife scene." And I said, "That knife scene made me question my whole life." <laughs> and am I? You mentioned insane?
0: it to me once four months ago, and uh-huh. it scarred me enough that I'm still thinking about it I'm, today.
1: I'm still scarred from it, <laughs> from even thinking the you
0: read it you gave me a loose interpretation
1: <laughs> i'm literally going to screenshot that scene Mm-mm. from the book and send Mm-mm. it to you because it made me go for all the men out there made me go ow please don't <laughs> and everybody listening is what's this knife scene <laughs> and what book i need to know <laughs>
0: I will you not don't. Be it. You don't trust me on this. I got a very loose <laughs> interpretation of it. You don't want to know. Mm-mm. You don't want to know. Be be thankful to be left in the dark.
1: Yeah, I I agree with that.
0: <laughs> uh, but God. anyways, so that is a kingdom of flesh and fire, and mm-hmm. some other ramblings throughout. <laughs>
1: But thank you for listening, as always. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, um, on all the pl- platforms for podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Tell
0: Apple. your friends. Tell your parents. Tell your grandparents. Let your kids listen. Let them all, let them all know. <laughs> tell your enemies.
1: I mean, we're a mature show, but if you want to let your eight-year-old listen to this, please go ahead. I'll maybe bring not, up the knife scene.
0: Maybe not eight, but 13? 13. 14. Let's go with 14. <laughs>
2: 14. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna make this PG fourteen even even though it is explicit. Though I was using the F word when I was in middle school, so it's that okay. That was too. It's fine. Yeah. So, um, next week. Next week, Jump um, roll, please. Next week, we will be going back to Japan. Woo! <laughs> For all of my Overlord fans out there, uh, we will be doing the first volume of Overlord. The, Hell yeah! The fourth season of the anime just started last week. Um, I love it. I love Overlord. If you haven't picked up on this yet, with the exception of solo leveling, the other light novels that we have done have all been isekai based. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all re- kind of reincarnation type deals um but i'm excited for you to get into overlord because i think you're gonna like it because you liked solo leveling and it's kind of got that video game aspect to it as well
1: yeah i'm excited to get into that. um
0: and i think you would like the anime also
1: interesting i'm down
0: it's all on crunchyroll it's on hulu it's actually one of the most popular anime in the world
1: i am down to watch and read
0: awesome so from all of us here from our hearts to yours just remember keep that shit off the books Especially the knife scene. Especially the fucking knife scene. (sighs) And we will see you next week. Thank you. Good night. Good morrow. And good day to you good people.
1: Happy birthday. Thank you. Goodbye.
0: Happy Kwanzaa.